Hello, everybody, my name is Ahan, and this is Ahan's Gad Talk for Thursday, 21st of December 2023. In this week's episode, uh, we got plenty of things, we got plenty of things to talk about. Uh, the S24, I think nothing's left to imagination anymore. We've got basically the whole load of leaks for the S24, when it's coming out, the colorways, the specs, everything. So uh, nothing's sort of left to imagination. We're going to talk about it shortly. Uh, also, Apparently, Apple Watches, uh, Apple might not be selling uh, their latest and greatest Apple Watches because of a patent dispute. We're going to touch upon that later on. And plus, we have more details about the Nothing Phone 2A, which is basically like uh, a more affordable version of the Nothing Phone 2. So without further ado, let's get rolling, shall we? So first up, let's talk about leaks, really, or specifically the S24 uh, getting leaked. Uh, so we've got a whole bevy of information in that respect. Uh, so firstly, um, the user on X by the name of Mystery Lupin, uh, that's a pretty cool, cool username, uh, leaked information about the colorways and the options you'll get on the S24 when it launches in, in the next few months. Uh, so one thing you want to know is the S24 becoming, uh, we'll get an S24, a plus and an ultra variant, uh, but also we'll be getting it in black, gray, violet, and yellow. Now, what he sort of leaked was the SKUs uh, that was coming up in the system somewhere. Uh, we don't know where it sort of come from, but um, as I said, uh, the phones will be coming in four different colorways with different memory options. So you get black, gray, violet, and yellow as colorways. For storage and memory, the S24 will come with, start with 8 gigabytes of RAM, pretty much, and uh, either 128 or 256 gigabytes of storage. The S24 Plus will come with, now this is a bit of a bump to be fair, 12 gigabytes of RAM and either 256 or 512 gigabytes of storage. And then the S24 Ultra on the other hand will come with 12 gigabytes of RAM uh, and 256 gigabytes of storage starting out, but you'll be able to double it. You'll be able to double the storage to 512 or go further with one terabyte of storage. Now, it's quite interesting. The regular s24 models will not be coming with uh with a 512 or one terabyte uh, 512 gigabyte or one terabyte options which is quite the surprise uh but i think they're leaving it for the ultra but also to be fair the ultra is rather like the power users uh go to is the go-to model for power users and for those who use their phone to the max and record a lot of videos and photos you'll probably be getting the very best s24 uh, you'd probably be getting the very best of what Samsung has to offer and hence you'd spec out the storage from that point of view So that's fairly interesting. So that was one tidbit that we found out. Uh, oh and um, Also, there was mention of pricing But as far as I can as far as I would see it based on my opinion, it's probably similar to last year uh, but again apparently the expectations the pricing will be identical it won't change based on previous rumors but in case you missed it we're talking about the s24 starting from 799 dollars before taxes that is in the us 999 for the plus and for the ultra 1199 before taxes so that's something to keep in mind so that's fairly interesting in a way another one uh on uh threads surprisingly even blast leaked out a a a, um, a promotional brochure, uh, as you can see here, um, where um, all three phones, almost every detail uh, you can see in this quick little uh, picture, um, as you can see, 
but really um, what is interesting is a whole bunch of mentions first is the fact that this is gonna be a big big surprise all S24 models will be coming with the Snapdragon 8 Gen 3 now this is actually in the uh, in the leaked image uh, this is not me saying it this is uh, according to the leak here uh, you're gonna get the 8 Gen 3 the fastest Android processor out there so that's a pleasant surprise in my opinion uh, in a way and another one is you'll get um, I mean you'll get one UI that's for sure the latest uh, one UI uh, on the other hand but um, while you're at it, you get an I, the you get an IP68 water and dust resistance, 2600 uh, nits peak brightness display. You record you can record videos at up to 8K resolution for all models, from the ultra to the regular S24. So 8K video recording is available, but that's because now all the phones have minimum 50 megapixel sensors. The S24 and S24 Plus come with 50 megapixel sensors, whereas the ultra will come with a 200 megapixel main camera. Uh, out of the gate. Uh, interestingly, uh, the S24 and S24 Plus come with Space Zoom, which is basically Samsung's Vibrology or uh, term for combined optical and digital zoom, and that's up to 30x, so you have both pretty much. And 100x Space Zoom will be for the Ultra, of course. You won't get much out of 100x Zoom, but 30x is significant and you'll probably get quite a lot out of it. And as I said, above mentioned storage options as I've mentioned no no mention of one terabyte for the S24 Ultra it just says 256 512 gigabytes of storage so that's a fair surprise to be honest all phones except for the S24 have identical batteries 4 to 5000 mAh uh, both the S24 Plus and the S24 Ultra will come with uh, 40 uh, with 5000 mAh battery so it's roughly the same the S24 Ultra, it's just 5,000, but realistically, you will be getting up 4,900 million powers. So that's something to keep in mind. And again, you get IP68 water and dust resistance. That is. Oh, uh, one more thing I would want to add is also, uh, okay, the S24 Plus and S24 Ultra would come with, with fast charging. Now, they don't give you a wattage, but they say you can go from 0 to 65 in 30 minutes. It's Samsung's way of saying that you can basically charge your phone in half from 0 to 65 in, in no time almost uh, like within an hour you get a full charge and uh, also the S24 kind of a similar story within an hour you get a full charge from 0 to 100 uh, if 0 to 50 is 30 minutes then it would be about an hour to charge the phone from 0% and yeah as I said other than that the S24 and S24 Plus again based on the images here will be coming with uh, armor aluminium whereas the ultra surprise surprise will be coming with a titanium frame and finish so competing with the iPhone 15 series surprisingly that is what is also an interesting surprise is the mention of dual telephoto and quad telephoto so the dual would be for the S24s and then the S24 ultra on the other hand comes with quad telephoto now it also mentions uh, the zoom lens now I don't know if that would make any sense but I like to assume that that's basically the uh, zoom settings you'd get on the telephoto sensor if there is I'm sure they're looking to combine zoom and telephoto lens on the rear cameras because a lot of manufacturers are doing it these days and if Samsung doesn't really do it then it would be weird but as I said I'd like to believe that they're probably also are using the telephoto sensors 
uh, so the macro uh, sensors for zoom also but um, again um, either it probably means that Samsung will be offering two different zoom lens from two different sensors or um, or it's basically a software thing where the zoom lens is quite powerful can go quite far so I like to believe the latter because again Samsung doesn't want to really confuse consumers so I'm probably going to go with the fact that they're probably meaning to say two or four zoom lens with the S24 Ultra you'd get four different zoom lens optically uh, whereas the space zoom is combined so you're going past optical to go using digital zoom and AI does all the uh, wizardry in the background but more than everything other than uh, what we've heard already so far of a fact that might be satellite connectivity why we, we could get an Exynos chip or uh, an 8 Gen 3 uh, is also going to be on all the variants uh, is also the fact that uh, the reveal date for the uh, event has also been leaked so even Blast also on X uh, posted a quick little gif or gif as you want to call it um, and with like a with a cryptic sort of um, lettering but it's basically showing that Galaxy uh, Samsung is going to be doing an event for the S24 on January 18th uh, at 3 a.m. KST. I think it's a placeholder time. I don't think I, I do not believe Samsung, as a you know global company, would be do hosting an event at 3 in the morning in Seoul unless I mean it fits with the U.S. time zone. But um, that maybe that might be the case. You never know. Uh, but yeah, as I said, also apparently Samsung could also be doing an event in the US showcasing the S24, so that could also be the case. You never know, that might be happening too uh, while we're at it. But also, interestingly, the uh, if we uh, watch the GIF, pretty much, it says Galaxy AI is coming. Another teaser for the S24 and the fact that you could also, we also, be, we also could be getting a AI assistant, kind of like what Google's been working on for the Pixel phones, which is the Pixie, Project Pixie. It's a thing I've talked about in last week's episode. You can go check it out. So it's sort of similar to Pixie, but it's like the next generation AI assistant, and it's smarter, and it's kind of like based on GPT-4 and so on and so forth. So that'll be fairly interesting to see. Can't wait for Unpacked when that happens uh, next month. Now that we know the date, it's on January 18th, so hopefully... Let's see what Samsung brings to the table, especially with the S24, what kind of specs they're bringing here, and also the cameras and the AI and much, much more. It'll be truly a galaxy of uh, of experiences, that is. I mean, I had to put that in, I mean, if you know what I mean. All right, let's move on to Apple, and surprisingly, even though it was a slow week, we've heard plenty of things from the world of uh, of Apple and from the Cupertino giant. Firstly, apparently uh, in the US, Apple's lost a patent dispute uh, with a company called Massimo, which is a manufacturer of sensors, of non-invasive medical sensor technologies. Um, and Apple and Massimo have had disputes about about uh, the usage of their technology and the patents around it. And apparently uh, a ruling's been given that Massimo is in the right, is in the clear their uh, right uh, their patents have been violated by apple and apple again it disagrees and is appealing and also is hoping that for example the u.s president vetoes it's an actual thing you can look it up it's a whole uh, it's a whole story this past week so that's fairly interesting and now uh the this dispute 
This pattern dispute affects the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Apple Watch Ultra 2. If you're in the United States, uh, you cannot order these watches from Apple's website directly or in their stores. They've sort of took them off sale uh, as of as of today, pretty much. So if you're took, trying to buy Apple Watch Series 9 today, you'll probably notice it says currently unavailable, and that's because of the patent dispute in the U.S. with this particular company. But again, uh, the dispute again uh, surrounds uh, again the use of the blood oxygen sensor. Um, as is as it is, so that's pretty interesting. Now, if you're look, if you want to buy the Apple Watches from third-party retailers like Amazon, or you're wanting to buy it and you're outside the U.S., you you won't really be affected by this. So it's a non-issue if you're outside the U.S. Um, and you're able to get an Apple Watch. So that's fairly fine. But it's a it's a, it's quite extraordinary development. And um, again, the last time we've came this close to such high impact. Uh, uh, really, the last time we've come this kind of close to Apple devices going out uh, off of the shelves because of a patent dispute was the Apple Samsung dispute days when you know Samsung sued Apple and Apple Samsung sued Samsung. It's a very long story. It could uh, I can kind of it could be a whole another episode for a whole another day about how Samsung copied iPhone four and so on and so forth. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think uh, it's been a while in that sense so uh, hopefully apple does uh, do uh, bring the watches back for sale on their website uh, it'd be a bit of a bummer for some people who usually buy the apple devices directly from apple that is so that's fairly interesting in a way another one is another rumor so it's about the apple watch but not about uh, what sensors it's using a rather a interesting new uh, thing coming to the upcoming apple watch so apparently mark german from bloomberg uh, has reported that Apple is looking to change the the uh, the is looking to change the band uh, the band attachment. You know how if you get an Apple Watch, the, you can slide in the bands uh, magnetically and uh, with a little push. Now Apple is looking to switch it up and change it to something that is a magnetic attachment system. So the previous one was that you basically slide in your bands. Uh, and you poked a little hole underneath the watch and it pops out and you can switch it over and switch out your watch bands but now Apple's looking to have a new design for the Apple Watch 10 when that comes out in September in, in uh, next fall pretty much and that's because apparently uh, the current uh, band uh, the current sort of uh, uh, band system takes up a lot of space that could be used to put in a bigger battery extra sensors and so, according to Garmin, Apple's looking to have a whole new uh, approach or system, kind of like, again, uh, the, the, I don't know how it will work to be fair, but I think uh, what would, as I said, what it would work is if you, uh, there'll be ends of the band and you basically pop it to either side and it'll sort of stick out but again it's uh, attached magnetically and won't fall out but that's the thing i would probably be concerned about if you ask me with this new uh, band attachment uh, that they're looking to uh, the new me new mechanism of they're bring gonna bring next year is how durable it, it is under daily use because the current one if it ain't broke then don't fix it it's absolutely perfect for what it is for a lot of people but a new uh, a new way to attach your bands um, again, uh, let's see, uh, hopefully, uh, when they do show it off next year, pretty much. So 
That's fairly interesting. Another uh, tidbit that uh, Mark Gurman also shared on top of that was, uh, quote, production, uh, this is about the Apple Vision Pro, uh, quote, production of the new headset is running at full speed at facilities in China and has been ident- has been for several weeks, according to the people who, who asked not to be identified because the pr- information is private. The goal is for cons- for customer-bound Units to be ready by the end of January with the retail debut planned for the following month, uh, the people said. Uh, and it's apparently about the Apple Vision Pro. And now we've sort of heard that the Apple Vision Pro is coming out. It's going to sort of come out early next year. Now, we didn't know exactly what month, but now we know it's going to be in February. And the plan sort of is the first units will be ready end of January, shipped out, and it'll be done February by then. So that's fairly interesting. Right before March... So that's uh, kind of interesting, but also uh, the also we said so there are clues. No, there are clues to to the fact that Apple is getting ready to launch the Vision Pro. One is uh, they've been inviting, according to him, his cl- uh, reporting, Apple's been inviting retail employees uh, for training on the new headset and how to use it and sort of how to sell it to consumers and also also releasing resources encouraging developers to get their apps ready for the apple vision pro when that comes out uh, potentially in february uh, but yeah um it's uh it's not an exact confirmed date february but it might change a little bit i think the most would be march they might uh if it if there's a delay then it'll probably go to march potentially so that's fairly interesting in a way so can't wait for the vision pro when that actually comes out but the fact it's going to come out in february in the u.s which means that for the rest of the world it'll be a much faster uh release uh, cycle from there on out maybe by the end of the year hopefully would be available in more and more markets because it's such a good device and it would be it'd be it's a revolutionary device and again the sooner the better in this respect so that's uh, that's interesting Another one, uh, finally, in, in terms of Apple news, is CarPlay. Now, Apple, um, many years back, it feels like forever or a very, very long time since Apple talked about it, then showed off in 2022. Yes, that feels like, feels like a long time. We're going on to 2024. But uh, Apple showed off the second-gen CarPlay, which takes over more of the car's screens, shows more information, it sort of takes over a speedometer. It also lets you run a lot of the car's functions, like controlling the air conditioner, the radio, and stuff like that, and much, much more. And the problem really has been that Apple hasn't really found manufacturers who've been willing to embrace second-gen CarPlay and take and yeah, basically let Apple take over the whole car dashboard. But now... Apple has finally gotten manufacturers on board for uh, for CarPlay 2, as we'll call it. Uh, Porsche and Aston Martin. How do you pronounce Porsche? Is it Porsche or Porsche? I like to say with the E and not with the A at the end. But Porsche and Aston Martin will be the first manufacturers to be uh, to implement uh, next-gen CarPlay or CarPlay 2. And that means that you'll be able to, uh, you'll be able to use, uh, again, uh, Apple will uh, project more of the cars' as screens. So that's fairly interesting. Now, more than everything is the fact that um, Apple's worked with both manufacturers and also added unique touches to the cars to, uh, again, with a distinct, uh, essentially you could say that it's, uh, they've of course taken over the car's interface, but make it Apple-ified, if you know what I mean. Um, in that respect now for example for the Aston Martin um, 
the speedometer there's basically uh, two gauges on the speedometer so you have your uh, you have your le your your gear your gears on your right and your speed limit uh, your speed on the left uh, interestingly you can see whether you're playing um, what you're playing from your iPhone and then another one uh, with the Porsche is another example image here showing uh, utilizing what kind of looks to be the full screen of the uh, of the touchscreen on the Taycan and the Cayenne, the next gen Cayenne that's now coming out and also for example how there are three uh, gauges on the speedometer uh, that's on the Porsche so that's really interesting and again the second gen CarPlay is supposed to take over more of the car's screen and give you more functionality so that's fairly interesting uh, but yeah um, as I said Apple has uh, has also gone into state that uh, more and more manufacturers have promised to bring this next-gen experience to other uh, to other uh, to their cars also that includes companies like uh, Jaguar Land Rover Mercedes-Benz, Nissan, and much, much more. But it takes a very long time. You know, cars, uh, the, de the development pace of cars is much, much slower than phones. You know, it's not it's not so vertically integrated and it's not a very fast uh, time to market. So it's taking a very, very long time and I'm not surprised pretty much. But as I said, one thing I want to note here is Porsche and Aston Martin have stated that this second-gen CarPlay will be in their cars from uh, 2024 so the 2025 model year and 2024 model year cars will be coming with it um it's best to check the manufacturer themselves and and look over the spec sheet of certain cars because not all will be coming with with uh with this uh advanced car play so that's fairly interesting and also it's kind of cool to see that there are some iconic brands that have embraced uh what apple's brought to the table uh, instead of um, again in a stark contrast to say GM that have ditched CarPlay and Android Auto because of security issues so that's very interesting but also let's face it if there was a Wayne diagram Wayne diagram Wayne diagram yeah there you go the Wayne diagram of Apple of iPhone owners and Porsche and Aston Martin owners it'd be it would be uh, it would it would match dramatically it would uh, it would it would uh, it would be uh, it would be a very strong correlation. Let's just say that. So that's uh, that's fairly interesting in a way. So pretty interesting uh, set of developments from the folks in Cupertino. That is. All right. Let's just jump back to Android and let's talk about the Nothing Phone Two uh, A. So apparently, Nothing is planning to launch a phone that is sort of a mid ranger in between the Nothing Phone Two and Nothing Phone Three. And it's more affordable than the Nothing Phone 2 inadvertently. And again, it'll be coming out before the Nothing Phone 3, if that makes sense. So, sort of, so in betweener and a proper mid ranger. So, uh, Tipster um, on uh, on X, Yogesh Brar uh, posted about the Nothing Phone 2A. And she also posted an image, specs, and all kinds of information about the phone uh, potentially so one thing you want to know from the pictures is the phone sort of locked up so it's probably a prototype for testing uh, but what we can kind of tell from the images or we can see or we can get from the images here is that the phone has this rounded display kind of like the nothing phone too but again it's not an OLED screen or else the uh, blacks would have um, 
potentially but it's not uh, the blacks is not like going into the background like it should for a screen maybe I'm, I'm just uh, but again it's a high brightness display uh, but these blurry images also the back of it's quite interesting so instead of the typical cameras being like to the top left of the phone they're sort of in the center they're sort of centered kind of like the pixel 7a which is what this is kind of going up against for a mid-range phone so that's fairly interesting so the nothing phone 2a uh, will apparently come with the Dyn Dimensity 7200 chip so it's uh, so it's sort of below the Dimensity 8000 but again still fairly powerful compared to um, what's out there on the market for the price that is 120Hz OLED display uh, a dual camera setup on the back with two 50 megapixel sensors so you're not skimping on cameras also Another one is that you also get apparently get a redesigned glyph interface so to make it an A series phone so that's really interesting that is 8 gigabytes of RAM 120 gigabytes of storage uh, Android 14 out of the gate and yeah it's uh, again and this is also based on the O oh, and this is uh, let's see what the battery capacity here doesn't say a specific amount but I'm like I would want to guess that it's between 4,000 and 5,000 minute hours uh, for it and it would be decent for a phone of its caliber in a way so that's uh, interesting now we don't know about pricing but I'd like to assume that uh, again according to uh, Brar himself on X that the nothing phone 2a would start at $400 for the base spec so that's a fair price when you compare it to the nothing phone 2 that obviously goes for over six seven hundred dollars out of the gate so has to be priced more competitively to uh, be a viable option i can kind of see this phone selling and uh, probably sell it i uh, would probably get a fair few users from it there'll probably be it'd be nothing significant get it but um uh, i'd say a lot of people would actually run out and get the nothing phone 2a uh, so uh, this might be a bit of a sleeper hit so I might but I might be uh, overstepping myself it uh, might also be a dead but also it might be a bit of a sleeper hit given how popular mid-range phones are getting and also there are people who usually got a $200 phone that are now stepping up in budget and want a much nicer phone uh, at a much better price so uh, that's um, that's something to keep in mind but interestingly also you sort of st states that the nothing phone 2a would also be launching at the mobile world congress that's in february and nothing apparently has an event for that uh they will be showing off the nothing phone 3 but also be showing off the 2a uh fully so that's something to keep in mind also the event also is for telecom providers so nothing will probably make try to make a case and vote over telecom providers to start carrying their phones which i believe would be the biggest uh, would be a big miracle for them if they get some big deals through at mobile world congress because it's the event to do so and a lot of providers will be there and if they do manage to convince some to start selling their phones this would really be a way to get them into the hands of more and more consumers because uh, past uh, enthusiasts in Bahrain for example I, I know for a fact nothing sells their phones Ashraf DG which is a very popular uh, electronics store but again uh, not a lot of people know and they sort of skim past and go to the iPhones if they start selling at telecom providers like for example your STC and all uh, they would get more reach because there are a lot of people who are looking to wanting, uh, looking and wanting to get a phone at a reasonable price 
on contract on a postpaid con- on a two-year contract and if they can get more and more uh telecom partners on board it would uh help with sales it would sell i would again it would help them sell more phones to more people and also fulfill the promise of trying to beat apple because you know if you can't beat them if you can't um you know you gotta you have to you don't hate the player uh, don't hate the player hate the game that's how it is you know so um that's how it works with the world of smartphones in some parts is especially for premium headsets you have to have uh, various options you have to offer financing and again ability to get it on a two-year contract from a provider um, that's kind of how a lot of people get their phones generally if that's not obvious so that's the thing uh, pretty much so hopefully they do have that also uh, as a plan although direct retail sales are also good but again uh, if they can uh, if the nothing phone itself is available on uh, various carriers around the world it would again as i've said already it would be good that is all right another one that i want to touch upon uh, another phone that's coming out but uh, there's also reports about it is the sony xperia pro 2 and uh, there's a post from cena weibo that apparently claims claims pretty much that the Xperia Pro 2 will be coming with uh, with a rotating camera lens. Uh, lens. I first confused it for a lens, but turns out that ring that you have along with the shutter button that's like next to a shutter button around it, and you sort of use it for zoom, for app focus, aperture. Apparently, the Pro uh, the Pro Mark 2 will be coming with a camera ring along with a shutter button on the on the phone rather on the phone's frame where the shutter button is so kind of like a pro camera feel now it's not exactly news to be honest with you but also people are saying uh, again according to the post they're also claiming that sony is looking is sort of building the ability to smoothly adjust the aperture so you can go from 2 to f 2.0 to f 4.0 but again it's all uh, rumors at this point so uh, i wouldn't want to believe it uh, but yeah uh, let's see what sony has in store for the xperia Pro 2. Alright, so, um, so there you have it. That That's basically everything to talk about. That is, oh, I wanted to touch upon one thing real quick. MKHD, MKBHD did his uh, Phone of the Year awards recently. I watched the video yesterday, late last night, and it was quite interesting. The shocker definitely was best camera was iPhone 15 Pro, but I probably would believe him for, for a moment because the iPhone 15 Pro are, is the best camera you can purchase that is a smartphone also for lots of consumers and also I think a lot of people keep forgetting a lot of smartphone enthusiasts also Android fanboys like myself keep forgetting that MKHD's audience is more mainstream I think himself Mr. Who's the Boss they reach a mainstream audience I mean when they when they have 10, 15, 20 million subscribers that's basically also a good majority of them are regular consumers who who are consumers first and enthusiasts last they don't they're not even enthusiasts they're using their devices as it is as day in day out and um, they wouldn't really know about the realme gt5 pro and also specifically about if you talk about mkvhd uh, he his audience is overwhelmingly us based uh, so yeah if you live in america good luck getting the realme gt5 pro i know it's a good phone for what it is but if you live in America, good luck getting it. You have to go to Aliexpress. You have to figure out shipping, and 
a delivery and you know have to get it imported and it's a whole nother quagmire so yeah so that's the thing so i'm not surprised with mqhd's choices most improved was the nothing phone 2 kind of makes sense if you ask me they improved quite a lot the cameras the the software so i would have to give it to him on that best value phone shockingly was the galaxy a54 and also while we're at it the phone of the year shockingly more shocking actually in my opinion is the pixel 8 uh pro i think the pixel 8 or the pixel 8 yeah the pixel 8 pro from my memory if I, you can go check his video out it's on I mean, you can go check if you haven't watched it already um, you can go check out you can pause this and go watch his phone the uh, phone awards video and come back to this while you're at it we're sort of almost done but again you can go and check out the video uh so it's quite interesting with his choices the best foldable was the oneplus open surprisingly that was uh, quite a surprise so yeah all right we're well past the 33 minute mark but this actually is my last podcast for now actually i'm decided to sort of take a a couple of months break from making podcasts i'm sort of tired i'm exhausted and i probably exhaust my energy uh, talking about the things i i like sort of um and um i'm sort of taking sort of a break for now uh so this is like the last podcast you're hearing from me for now but i'll sort of be back probably sometime probably somewhere next year and uh, it'll be very different i'll probably one thing i'll say is it'll be fairly different um you know i'll probably talk about more topics more subject matters at hand uh but i really need like a break after because i've been recording i've made over 150 episodes of this podcast i talking about one the thing i like technology phones pcs evs and stuff like that but um but um but uh, I haven't gotten much out of it, honestly. I haven't. I mean, I thought I'd get thousands of people listening, but I've. But my listenership's barely cracked ten or twenty at best. If I'm lucky, I'd probably get twenty listens or downloads, if that's a thing. So I'm just taking a break, sort of collect my energy, recharge, and hopefully, just probably uh, try again and try harder next time. So hopefully, uh, I do succeed. That is. Alrighty, this leads us to the end of this episode, this podcast that is. What do you think of everything you've heard so far? I'm on X, TikTok, and and Instagram. Uh, follow me at Sayed underscore Mount 99. Follow me there if you can. As I said, I won't be making any podcasts for a while. But if you want to hear anything from me for latest updates, you go check my socials. It's all at Sayed underscore Mount 99. It's in the show notes. Go check it out while you're at it. You can probably search it on Google and you'll find all relevant links. Uh, apparently, my SEO is pretty good. If I if you type my name, pretty much, you'll find this podcast and my socials below. So that's fairly awesome in a way. So yeah, uh, follow me on Instagram, tw- uh, X, and is it Twitter? Is it X? I don't know. Uh, follow me on Instagram, X, and TikTok at that handle. It's in the show notes also where you're at it. Subscribe. Oh yeah, I mean, you could share it with your friends and family if you want. But yeah, till uh, till next time, probably till next year or till next time, uh, or uh, this is your boy. signing out. Wherever you are, what are you up to? I hope you're safe. I hope you hope you have a wonderful day. And again, thank you very much for listening. I'm signing out. Right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Right. Ciao. I'm like for real. Okay. See you soon.
I'll see you soon. Take care.